Hello, and welcome to the Parental Advisory Movie Podcast. We are your hosts, Jeff Hall and Patrick Terry. We're two dads with a love for movies. Join us as we discuss movies we have seen with our kids, as well as movies we have seen without them. Hello, my friend. Good evening, because we are actually recording at night for a change. Yes, good evening. Good evening. Uh, 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 happy Rocktober. <laughs> rock, rock, rock. <laughs> are you ready to Rocktober? Yeah. Yes, here we are. First week. Yes. My favorite month. Yes. Not because Ruth's birthday, my birthday, and all things in between. Yeah. I guess much else in between because her birthday is the day before mine. But anyways, everything that precedes said birthdays and everything that comes after. I was like, I don't know what the other word is, but yeah. yeah. Being Halloween. So that also is also amazing. Can't wait. Um, but yes, it's our, one of our favorite months of the year, you know, we, you know, birthday or no. So we're very excited. We're very happy to be welcoming that as well as the official month of hoodie weather, whether, I mean, now if you were to talk to York every month, is hoodie weather, June, August, November, March, it's weird. Yeah. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, Kyle and I went to Walmart, and we were getting. She had her hoodie. I'm like, "You sure you you want to wear that?" Like, "Yeah, I'm good." I'm like, "Okay." This is short sleeve weather. Like, I just don't feel comfortable wearing short sleeves in the summer. I'm like, <laughs> "Okay, <laughs> okay." We're I, just, I just let it go. Like, all right, yep. it's, it's the team thing. That's what they do. Yeah, it is. Or yeah. in New York's case. I guess pre preteen, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> Some young but yeah, folks. I don't get yeah, maybe it's just this generation. I don't know. I mean I can I'm not gonna hate on York for wearing a hoodie and shorts all day today or most days. Um but because I was when I was York's age, I remember clear as day wearing sweatpants and a t shirt in Texas mm-hmm. in August. Muggies, I'll get. I mean, I was that weirdo. But I also, because when I was 13, I remember this clearest day in seventh grade. Um, that's when you know your Z Cavaricis and your your baggy your baggy uh, jeans, baggy pants, and wingtip shoes was in style. Yeah. Yes. Um, I remember having. I forgot what shirt I was wearing. Black sweats and wingtip shoes. I, it was it was something. Yeah. <laughs> and even and I think her name was Camilla. Um sat next who was sitting next to me and and uh, my science goes, Oh no, honey, that ain't gonna work. <laughs> I was like, What do you mean? What are you talking about? She goes, You cannot wear those nice shoes with with black sweats. That's not how that works. It's like I see you trying to look nice, but you can't wear sweats with those. That's not that, that those don't go together. Not cool like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're comfy. I mean, I guess it's all that matters, right? Yeah, I guess. Oh. <laughs> I'm just trying to help you out, buddy. I'm like, okay, thanks. It's like I'm out of the house now, so we just got to roll with it. <laughs> exactly. 
don't know what you want me to do. I don't have another pair of shoes with me or pants. So right. Just is what it is. It's also that time of the year where you can leave your uh, bottle of water in a car. If you got bottled water, just leave it in the yep. car and just. And it won't evaporate. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> or, or become an ice cube either way. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I love it. Um, we are uh, officially, I would say officially moved in. All of our stuff is at the new place, officially closed on the house. So that's all out of our hair, so to speak. And, uh, yeah, we're finally done with that one and on to the next chapter. So that's what also what October has brought. All right. So, yeah, now we just got to unpack everything and find, to, you know, but also at the same time decorate for Halloween. So it's fun times. Right. But at least I know where all the Halloween stuff is. I, I did that on purpose, knowing exactly that we'd be doing that shortly. So get that ready and then, you know, we'll slowly integrate everything into into this place or just running a small storage unit and then worrying about it later. (laughs) But yeah, otherwise everything's going good. Uh, Grayson did a cheer camp at, uh, at middle Tennessee state university yesterday for two hours. They were in a new routine dance, some tumbling, some cheer played a game and learned a whole routine and then they were everybody in this camp then you know obviously was invited to to the football game last night and then between the first and second quarter they performed on the sideline you know in the end zone cool so yeah it was awesome and i mean it's a very it's like almost a two-minute routine they learned in less than two hours it was I was very impressed. I was impressed. Yorick even was said he was impressed. He's like, I can't believe that he thought they'd been working on it for several days because Grayson been talking about it so much. Mm-hmm. I said, no, dude. Literally, when you dropped, when you and Ruth dropped her off in the morning at you know at nine or ten, and then picked her up at noon. I mean, that's it. Wow. And He's remember like, it all. Yeah. 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 But uh, a couple <laughs> of her friends from her old dance studio were there. And three of them that had more or less aged out, you know, graduated high school, um, were going to college there and were on the team. So they, you know, they they got to hang out with them. So that was nice. So that's cool. Yep. So they had a great time. Um, yeah, York's doing good. Having, you know, did a little retail therapy today after going to see our uh, future presentation. So he, he was happy. Got a new hat. Uh, as I was telling you beforehand, apparently we're trying. We need. We have a deductible that we need to meet. So uh, both kids got a pair of Heelys. Um, so that's going to be interesting. Yeah. See how that works. How that goes. They've been practicing in the garage a little bit. Um, for those that don't know what Heelys are, they're shoes that have a wheel, uh, kind of at the, basically not really at the heel, but kind of towards the back area of the shoe so you can kind of get a little bit of a running head start and then kind of lift your front of your foot up and kind of and you just roll yes just roll literally literally roll along (laughs) yep yep so uh grayson's has two wheels because it's made you know because their shoes are smaller so they're made for kids kind of beginners i guess you could say so so hopefully it will be 
a little bit easier for her. But it's funny because between the two of them, she's the one that has the better balance from dance and everything. Yeah. A stronger core to, to kind of do that. Um, but they're both doing fairly well with them. So, yeah, fun times. That's good. Well, yeah, speaking yeah. of speaking of rolling, yes. uh, Kyla got her permit this week. Nice. Good segue. Yes. <laughs> Yes, uh, took a couple of tries, but she finally did it. And then next year, when she turns sixteen, the goal is to get the driver's license. I'm like all right, ain't no man. Like all right, bro. Then she could drive you. Then <laughs> she could drive you to her pl- to her mom's. And then yeah. I just just drive back. You take a nap on the way there. I don't know about taking a nap. <laughs> I know. A couple thing. of tri- couple of trips. A couple of trips. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just get in. I'm like, all right, there you go. Since you got your license. Front seat. I got almost in the back. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm proud of her. Heck yeah, man. That's a big accomplishment. Oh yeah. So I never already wanted, huh? I was gonna say I never got my permit at 15 or 15 yeah. and a half because you know I couldn't pass it. Then I was just lazy and didn't really. I don't like. I never liked to study as a kid. So even for a driver's license. <laughs> I didn't like to study, and it took me finally at 16. My mom's like, "You just need to hurry up and just get this over with." Yeah. So 16, I got my permit. <laughs> where most people get their license. Shoot. But then you know, a couple months passed, and I finally went and got my license. But out of all my friends, I still got the highest score, probably because I waited so damn long. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I was super late getting mine. I'm not even gonna say when, but it was it was it was pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> I was just I was just scared about driving, so it took me a while to get over that. And oh. um, when I finally did, I was like, "Well, damn, I should have just, you know, what nothing." But yeah, yeah, you overthink stuff. <laughs> it happens. Yeah, uh, it's fine. It happens. Um, and yeah, I mean, and it was killing me just thinking. I'm like, "Wow," because York York will be 11 in December. So mm-hmm. Shoot, that's like just you know, four and a half years, really. Sure. Man, kid came to ride a bike and he's closer to <laughs> driving names than anything. Oh, bless. He'll get there. Oh, yeah. He'll get there. Oh, mercy. All right, let's jump into TV real quick. All right. All right. So, new episode of What If, you know, came out. Yes. This is pretty good. What if Ultron had won? Yeah, it would have been wouldn't have been good. No. <laughs> at no. all. At no. all. I was like, dang, where was this live action movie? Right. I would like I wouldn't have mind a scene in that. That that because you know, like an alternate take on Age of Ultron. Yeah. Even if it was just a thirty minute like they did this, but do a live action. Yeah. And just, just imagine how different things, like how they show, like things we saw in Infinity War, probably wouldn't have turned out the way they did nope. <laughs> at all. No. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I'm ready to see how this all wraps up next, well, this Wednesday. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Because at first I didn't think all these were going to be connected, but um, they're going to try to work, weave them together somehow. <laughs> yes. They. Uh... Someone, you know, drank the multi multiverse juice over there at Marvel, and they're going. <laughs> they're just adding more. Man, more. more sugar, more sugar, more sugar. More. 
More. <laughs> so what are you doing? More. <laughs> uh, you know, he got to see more of the Watcher. He actually yeah. did more than just watch. Yeah. Yes. He yeah. was doing more than just watching and chill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no Disney Plus and chill for you anymore. You gotta had to get up, <laughs> had to get up and actually do something. No more watching reels and just flipping. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much is what he was doing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, there's no. a couple of moments where I was just like, wow. Drop. So, right. you know. Bro's got some. Bro actually has some powers. All right. I mm-hmm. see you. And um, they didn't bring uh, James Spader to do the Ultron voice. You have uh, yeah. um. It's the same actor that did the voice for Red, uh, Red Skull in Infinity War. Oh, uh, Rob, Rob starts with an M from Walking Dead. Yes. Micro expressions, dude. I swear, I was like, man, I could have, first I was like, oh man, it got him back. And then I saw, cause I, I skipped where they show who's in the credits. I skipped yeah. that now because I see that's where they list everything who all's coming back or, you know, so I'm like, I want to be surprised. It's French. So, Hold on. I'll get there. It's French. But yeah, uh, Ross Marquand. Yeah, he did pretty he did good because I, I that, was fooled for a moment. Ross. I was fooled for a minute. I was like, man, all right, they got it pretty much, you know, some of the main folks back. He still got, uh, was it Lake Bell for Scarlet Witch? I mean, not Scarlet yeah. Witch, but Black Widow. And um, yeah, I like her voice. I wonder how weird that was. For uh, Jeremy Renner being Hawkeye, but then playing across not yeah. Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> sure, they did it separately. Sure, they recorded just, at different times. But just knowing that, you know, it's not going to be ScarJo responding to him or him responding to her, you know. But uh, speaking of that, uh, apparently Disney and Scarlett Johansson, they, they yeah. settled. Kissing and made up. Yeah. Because I was reading an article, I'm like, oh, they're going to, that's cool. So maybe she'll get to do some other stuff. Yep. That's that's money. <laughs> hey, might have to with all this other nonsense going on. True. Holy true. Crap, man. It's true. Ridiculous, crazy. Um. But yeah, it's I I like I like how they they are able to. I mean, just. Being a part of that planning, like, because you know they're they've got their little cork board with their freaking index cards and their rope linked to everything like a damn conspiracy theory, but all it is is just them planning out each little thing. Right, like how you should. And it's, I mean, it's so meticulous too. I mean, just down to a science. Mm-hmm. They've had it nailed. I mean, from the get go, they've had this this nailed down, and I can't get over. I mean, I'm just jealous. I mean, for, I'm. I'm jealous for, you know, for Warner Brothers, more or less. <laughs> right. Uh, All they had to do was do the same thing. Just just take your time, yes. plan it out, and you'll get there. <laughs> you don't have to do it. Just call, oh, this is hot right now. Like, no, take your time. Get your characters introduced. Set them up. Yes. You know, maybe do a little team. Maybe get a couple of them together. Do like a team movie to, yeah. to introduce them. Just to kind of, you know, where you don't have to do solo episodes right. solo movies for everybody then you can do some series shows you know do it that do it that way also you got different ways you can go about yeah. putting it all together sometimes it's okay to copy a formula 
Yeah. That's Pepsi. More sugar. More sugar. More sugar. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, exactly. But yeah, I mean, so it's sometimes it's all right. You just if just it's okay to copy a a a way it's being done as long as you're not just copying the same storyline. But I mean, because copying the homework but changing it just enough. Yeah. <laughs> Change it just enough. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be name brand. It could be great value. It's fine. It's fine. It takes just the same. Yep. Maybe exactly. well, maybe not exactly, but just enough to where just yeah, enough cool. that it counts. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> just yeah. enough that it'll keep you off the rotten part on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> true. That's true. Oh, bless. But yeah. no, they're 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 really doing it right with uh with the What If series, and then uh. Well, we'll get into it with our feature too, but um, at least a little bit. And then now that you got multiversal things, man, it just opens it up. Like you can do what, pretty much whatever you want. Yeah, and you can just explain away all awesome multiverse. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, right. I mean, you go where would just make some, you know, sound, and I mean, most people think it's just a car driving by. No, 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 it's multiverse. Just yeah, event. Just yeah. the apex event. Just happened. Yeah. So it's cool. We're good. Boom. Done. Good. All right. We'll switch it up. Keep Don't it fresh. Worry. Yeah. Worry not. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, like, like, even go back and look at Captain Marvel. Like, it's all right. Something happened that shouldn't have. That's why that didn't go exactly how it was supposed to. But it's all right. It's cool. Yeah, it's yeah. good. It's good. Thor Dark World. It's all right. We're good. We're good. <laughs> we forgot about that one, too. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it it you know it's 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 doing all right. So I um I still I know everybody I know most people most things I've seen I guess I should say are like nobody except for me likes the last one with the with Party Thor. Apparently yeah. I'm the only person that likes that episode a lot. Maybe yeah. because it's not so serious and it's just so it's more humorous and just kind of silly. Kind of reminds you of an 80s throwback. <laughs> yeah, and that's I think maybe that's why I like it, too. It's like, Mom's well, coming home. Part. We got to, oh, shoot, we got to clean up. We got to do this thing that I said we were doing. <laughs> Hi, Mom. Look. See? I'm teaching. <laughs> They're learning. Yeah. Yes. We're go- it, it, I mean, it was definitely different tone-wise, but it's like yeah. you needed it. You needed it because it was very dark and dark heavy. And, yeah. So this was kind of like, let's loosen it up a little bit, but and then now we're just... And now we're just gonna hit you again. <laughs> yeah. So. But I'm like one of the few that I show. I'm like, fine, whatever. I don't care. Haters. <laughs> Haters gonna. Like yeah. I mean, party Thor. What did you think? <laughs> right. I loved it. I loved it. I'll take a party party Thor shirt. I don't care. Yeah. This is young Thor as if he didn't have a brother. Of course right. he would be that way. Exactly. Because you know he's an only child. So he's... yes. This is pre Avengers, pre Dark World, just. Just, yeah. It's not Ragnarok Thor. Nope. Not at all. Yeah. It's, definitely not a, it's definitely not in-game Thor either. <laughs> no. It's a little it bit closer either. to it, but... A little bit. But, yeah. <laughs> not as um, heavy. So, this week on Titans, um, we're getting closer to the end of the series. Uh, finally, uh, you get to see Donna Troy and Raven make their appearance into the into the season. 
let's see, we're like on episode nine or ten, and we're just now. They they made an appear a small appearance last week. This week a bigger appearance, um, which was nice because I kind of miss those characters. You're briefly introduced to them. Well, let me rephrase that. Briefly introduced to Donna Troy in season two. Was only in it for part of uh, part of an episode, more almost damn near a cameo than an actual uh, ro- starring role. So it's good to see her back. Cause I actually like that character, Donna Troy, basically another Amazonian from Amazonian Amazon Amazon from the Mysteria. So basically, same. Basically, she's the Teen Titans Wonder Woman, more or less. Same powers, golden lasso, bracelets. Cooler costume though. Um, yeah. So it's uh. Anyways, so they get introduced. You kind of follow them a little bit. Um, team still trying to take care of Jason Todd and Scarecrow, and you know find them and stop their reign on terror on Gotham. And uh, trying to think what else is going on. It's still okay. It started out so strong. I was so excited, and then it kind of fizzled. And I've been kind of, meh, for the rest of the season. Like, oh, Starfire and Black Starfire and her sister Blackfire. Um, something kind of big happens in this episode with the two of them. Uh, basically, Blackfire gets injured, and Starfire tries to save her, and in doing so, gets double-crossed. Dun-dun-dun. Okay. So, yep. I still would rather I would still would be perfectly happy if I just had a Nightwing series. Like I know there's keep still talk about a Nightwing movie, but I'd rather have a Nightwing series and do your eight episodes and call it a day, you know. Take time with it. Yeah. <laughs> Build it up and just go from there. Yeah. But oh well, it is what it is. And so Titans is okay. It's nearing the end too. I think it's only got two episodes left. And then why the last man is still continuing. Um, I'm actually, I think I'm still a week behind, uh, but last week's was pretty good. Um, building more intensity. Uh, a few more people know of York's existence now. So a few more people are now trying to obviously now want to know why he's alive and everybody else is dead. Because he is the pres- the now president's son, so conspiracies start beginning because, you know, the president's son survived, but nobody else. She male. saved him. She yeah. saved him. <laughs> she knew she's in on this, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, anyways, it's it's still doing good. I mean, it's I'm still enjoying it, and they still haven't done anything to make me kind of grimace or get mad. That's not how it's done in the comics. You know, yeah. one of those one of those nerdy things that might come out of me <laughs> at some point. I'm just I'm just predicting that's going to happen at some point. But no, it's 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 coming along really well. It, characters are developing nicely. Um, I'm really enjoying the perform Diane Ladd and Amber Tamlin's performances and. Don't know her name right off the top of my head, but the actress playing Agent 355 is still probably my favorite character because she is the biggest badass on the show as well as in the comics. So, you know, very uh, excited about or very happy about that casting because 
And guys that's playing York is actually pretty good too, but uh, you have your favorite characters from the comics too that you're more concerned about than the main characters sometimes. Um, yeah. And then I started watching a show on Netflix called Mass or Midnight Mass. I mean, it's got uh, Hamish Linklater, who's a great character actor. Um, I think most people probably know him from the New Adventures of Old Christine. Um, he was also on the newsroom and several other things that I've watched as well as independent films that I've really enjoyed him in. So, um, I think it's by the producers of the haunting of Hill house and all that stuff. Um, it's definitely, it seems more of an HBO max kind of series than a, than a Netflix series. Yeah. It's a lot, I don't say it's a lot darker, but. It definitely the storyline starts out with it's a small town. A guy gets released from prison, um, comes home. You know, obviously things have changed. There was like an oil spill in the small town, so that drove away a lot of people. Um, so he's trying to reconnect with the people there, and um, trying to reconnect with people there, trying to reconnect with his family. And, uh, you know, a new priest comes to town uh, because the Monsignor that was at this church um, had to leave unexpectedly. I'm only halfway, am I halfway through? I think I'm on episode four so far. And it reveals what happened to the Monsignor and why this new father is there. So. It's very interesting. It's very. I'm trying to describe the best way. It kind of reminds me a little bit. There was a show on a six episode show or mini series, whatever you want to call it. Limited series, I think is what they call it on HBO Max called the third day. It reminds me a little bit of that mixed in with a couple of, you know, with another weird show or two. Um, but it's it's. Slow at first, but it's picked up by episode four. A lot of things have happened. So you kind of, it'll, it'll keep you hooked if you uh, decide to watch it. So it's very, it's kind of whodunit, but also strange. It, Castle Rock, it reminds me a lot of Castle Rock, too. A lot of weird elements like Castle Rock. Yeah. Season one, Castle Rock, not season two. Um,. I'm waiting for a third season from that. I'd like a third season from Castle Rock. Yeah, I didn't watch that yet. Very good things, though. First season is really good. Second season is okay. I like Lizzie Kaplan and Tim Robbins in it, but I like the first season. I'd think a little bit better. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. So, check that out. Midnight Mass on the Netflix. Oh, and I've watched the first episode starting, I'm probably about 10, 15 minutes into the second episode of Squid Games that you have been talking about. It's it's interesting, yeah. Now, yeah. mind you, I'm doing I'm folding laundry and doing other things, so I'm not 100%, you know, focused. But so far, it's not bad. Yeah, I'll probably stick with it just because you're watching it and we can both talk about it. Oh yeah, I, I kind of. But, <laughs> but it's but it's definitely not for everybody. It's no. No, I finished that last Sunday. Finished that up, and um, yeah, it's it's something. It does it like like my friend said. It, it makes you think how you know 
stuff like that could possibly be either happening or could happen in the future. Yeah. You know, um, I did finish that. Uh, Reservation Dogs on Hulu. They finished their yeah. first season, so okay. eight episodes. I thought it was nine, but apparently it was just eight episodes, so they finished that. And, of course, it was following 14s a year after their friend died, and they're on a mission to go to California, committing crimes, which they – well, this season more like, I guess, world building, getting used yeah. to the characters. Yeah. Uh, each character kind of had episodes focused on them, and then by the end, they, they – you know, you see if whether or not they completed their mission to right. head out to Cali. Um, watching The Walking Dead, season 11 so far. It's okay. been probably so far it's one of the better seasons. You know, it's been a while. <laughs> it's had a pretty good... Everything seems consistent so far. Um, need to get back to Handmaid's Tale since I've finished Squid Game. Okay. Got the Wu-Tang show on Hulu. There's a lot of stuff that I'm, I'm wanting to watch, but it's just so much. <laughs> so much. Sometimes it can be, for yeah. sure. Yeah. That's about, that's about all. That's about it. Okay. Right on, right on. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah. Um, I'll, probably, I'll probably stick with it. Um, I'm still wanting to watch the Steve Martin and Martin Short uh, show that's on Hulu. Yeah. I'll probably have to watch that on my own because, again, trying to get me and Ruth to watch something together anymore is a little more difficult where we can give our undivided attention without someone needing assistance with something. That's why game shows work great. We could have that on. The kids need something. We're not really missing anything. True. But, yeah. All right, man. You ready? Let's dive into our feature film. Oh, yeah. The, I would say the long-awaited, but the long push, pushed back. <laughs> yeah. Um, the non-Marvel film that seemed like it took as long to come out as Black Widow did. Right. <laughs> the uh, Sony movie, Venom, Let There Be Carnage. I did a Peter Griffin moment during the movie against York because I took York to go see because he really wanted to go. I go when uh, Whittier Harrelson actually said that, let there be carnage. I like slapped him on the arm. I go, he said the title. He said the thing. He said the thing. (laughs) (laughs) He said the thing. It's like roll credits. (laughs) So I'm glad you mentioned that there was a mid credit scene in this. Uh, so we stayed, and that was, uh, yeah, definitely worth it. Multiverse, bitches. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, but yeah. Um, I didn't hate this. I I went in with a more open mind after seeing three different reviews saying, basically, their first one, yes, is ridiculous and kind of, it is what, you know, it, it's its thing. Yeah. Instead of trying to fix it, they doubled down on the silliness and they succeeded more or less. So basically, it's it's not a great film, but they understand what they're making. They have a better understanding of what they're trying to make. Yeah. We need in from at least two of the different reviews I saw was okay, this is what the movie is. 
this is what the sequel is going to be. This is not going to try and be anything more than what it is. Think of it like the Fast and Furious franchise. They're aware of what they're making, okay? Yeah. Let them make what they're making. Watch it as this is what the intention is. Do they succeed on it or do they miss the mark? They succeeded. Right. Therefore, this movie does not suck or bite, you know, for this matter. You know, it keeps its head. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And Um, I think what I think this movie had going for it, they got the perfect director for this movie. Yeah. They got Andy Serkis, a.k.a. Goem from the Lord of the Rings franchise. You know, the character that talks to himself all the time. Yeah. Exactly. To direct a movie. (laughs) Where a guy is talking to himself all the time. And they really did double down on the buddy cop, you know, Lauren Hardy, Evan Costello relationship between Tom Hardy and Venom, like the symbiote, Eddie Brock and Venom. Yes. And saw it more as a as a comedy team or a buddy cop team that way. Instead of a person with split personality. I still don't know what he's doing with whatever accent or thing he's trying to do as Eddie Brock. But it's still kind of in his tics are still slightly annoying. But I'm looking past that because that's not what I'm trying to focus on. Yeah. Unlike the first movie, there's other distractions I have in this movie. Being the hair. Everyone's hair in this movie is driving me nuts <laughs> I texted him I uh, texted Patrick after watching this I go is there not one single decent hairstylist in the entire metropolitan San Francisco area because everyone's got god awful wigs and god awful <laughs> hair in this film the only one that has any decent hair is uh, Michelle Williams's character Anne true she probably did her own probably <laughs> Well, everybody else looks like they did. Everybody else has quarantine hair is what it is. Tom Hardy, quarantine hair. Woody Harrelson, both wigs, quarantine hair. Yeah. It's so bad. Like, it's distractingly bad. I'm Because I know Woody's hair, Woody Harrelson doesn't have any hair, so I know it's all wig. Yeah. True. But even I'm like, I was like, what in the world is going on here? Like, this is god awful. I'm pretty sure they're hoping nobody would would folk would you know have that. Somebody somewhere is like ah they won't pay attention to this. Right. But I'm pretty sure there there's others that feel Oof. like you do. Like, did their hair and makeup person like just go on strike? Like they probably just like, I don't know what y'all want here. It's like COVID. We had to fire a hairdresser. Hey you, yeah. come over yeah. here. Here's some some stuff. Do something. What is <laughs> I got. What is like, I got some in my trailer. We'll just use them. Yeah. I got I got some guys. I got a couple of, I got a couple of heads there just right next to the weed. Don't worry about it. Yeah, we're good. Uh, <laughs> just roll with it. Yeah. But no, I did it, it this movie was enjoyable. I actually liked it more than I ever thought it would, to be honest. Um so the synopsis is Eddie Brock, it's aka Venom. Um, attempts to reignite his 
career by interviewing serial killer Cletus Cassidy, played by Woody Harrelson, who becomes the host of the symbiote Carnage and escapes prison after a failed execution. I have no knowledge. I know of the character. Same. But I know nothing. No backstory. Never read a comic with this character. I barely even knew who. I mean, I knew who Venom was, but I didn't know any background other yeah. than Eddie Brock. Thing. That's it. Yeah. So for Grace. That's it. Anything more than that? Don't have a clue. So it is. Uh, so this is all kind of new to me. So I have yeah. no idea. York has a better understanding. York's apparently watched some videos on Venom and stuff and symbiotes and everything. So he has a far better knowledge. If he were awake, I would probably just let him comment. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, was it Scream? Whatever the hell it was. Oh, Shriek. Shriek. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, who I did not recognize. Uh Naomi Harris from the Bond movies, Money, aka Money Penny, as uh, I and felt like I recognized her from something, but cannot place where. Yeah. Like, oh shit, that's a, that's Money Penny. He's like, huh? There, it's from the Bond movie that you eventually will watch. Right. Eventually. Um. But yeah, I did enjoy it. Uh, I don't know much about Carnage either. The last, the first. My first introduction to the Carnage character was in the Super Nintendo game, the Spider-Man and Venom Maximum oh, Carnage game. Yeah, that's like the first time I even. And um, for, but from what little I do know, you know, people are like, "Oh man, if you have Carnage, it's got to be rated R." And da da da, which you know, if I knew more, I could agree or right, you know, talk more about it. But um, uh, considering you know, Cletus Cassidy is a serial killer, they're like. Yeah, maybe they could have went a little further. You yeah, know? and surprisingly, this movie is like an hour and thirty-seven minutes. That's what Dude, surprised me most. Sweet freaking spot! I saw that. I'm like, oh damn! I thought it was gonna be like another hour. That's why I went before work. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm like, got eleven fifteen because it was a eleven thirty. I was like, eh, I'll do the three D at eleven fifteen, yeah. and still got out like ten after one. I'm like, oh shoot, cool. And um, yeah, so like if a movie starts like that, like with that. 90 minutes. Yeah, I can catch yeah. it before work. Um but um but it felt perfect. Like I felt like like maybe they could have done a little more for the Cletus character and give more carnage. They could have. Yeah. But I just think it worked for what they were doing. I thought it was perfect. I yeah. didn't think on the only thing I would have changed this movie is the hair. <laughs> Get some some style let them give them a comb or something. I don't know. Some yeah. product. Call it a day. But no, I thought for what this movie was trying to accomplish, I think it succeeded. Yeah. It had far it it laid in heavy on the humor, which I felt was kind of lacking in the first. I mean, it was some funny parts in the first one, but it was so dark. Like I mean, not not only in tone, but also just in actual lighting. Whereas this one's quite a bit brighter. True. In you know lighter in tone and. Um, I wouldn't say necessarily more daylight scenes, but they used more lighting in it, <laughs> at least. And uh, I think it pays off. I'm wondering, I, I'm actually meaning to look this up. <clears throat> so one thing that <clears throat> one thing that pays off 
the only one screenwriter, Kelly Marcel, and Tom Hord- Tom Hardy uh, had a, had a, I guess got a story by credit. So I guess he tossed some ideas their way. I guess on what he'd like. But one thing that I figured it has to be, I'm not saying it is, but it has to be an homage to, um, <clears throat> excuse me, has to be an homage to uh, Beverly Hills Cop, because Tom, Har- Tom Hardy was wearing Axel, basically the Axel Foley Detroit Tigers uh, coat. Yeah. It has to be an homage, because otherwise, why would he wear it in San Francisco? True. You know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I was like, well, um, because otherwise, I, I mean, I don't understand why. Yeah. But yeah, it's a, I, I did, uh, notice a couple of those things and I've kind of learned through listening. So I love the unspooled podcast podcast with, um, Amy Nicholson and Paul Shear, where they it was the one I was listening to that covered the AFI top 100. Mm-hmm. Well, now they're going through and they're having like a different little segment, like five or six of a theme, um, to see that aren't part of the AFI top 100, but wondering basically would we put this movie in a capsule and send it to space, or is it one we would just not, you know, basically. And Amy had an interesting take on how she critiques movies and not basically is it some sort of cinema masterpiece and then you know is it just trash she says basically goes if i go and watch kevin spacey's nine lives where he plays the animated cat the voice does that movie accomplish what it's trying to accomplish for that movie not as a like a work of art or a piece of cinema but with going in with the goals it had in mind, does it land on it? And does then does that make it a good movie? If not, why? I was like, you know what? That is probably the nicest and most interesting way to approach critiquing a movie. Yeah. I said, I don't think I've really thought about it that way. And I'm usually a little more forgiving just because anybody that can make a movie and get it put out into the theater you know, I'm going to, I mean, they're doing more than me. So, um, I'm, it's hard for me to hate on, but sometimes it's, they make it kind of easy. <laughs> um, but I always kind of give a benefit of the doubt, try to at least and go on with no expectations. Um, but her reasoning on how she, her thought process on how she critiques some film really kind of stuck with me. And really actually played an important role in watching Venom. You know, how I watched Venom. And I'm like, okay. All right. Don't try and crap on it the entire thing because it's not a typical Marvel movie or anything. Just try and watching it and see how it, you know, see if it succeeds in what it's trying to do. And that, I mean, that simple question, does it succeed? I'd say yes. Yeah. It double downs on the silliness. It's trying. It's not trying to be a Marvel movie. Mm-mm. It didn't feel like a Sony movie because it felt like they just didn't. They just hands off. Like they yep. just let Andy Serkis be the director. Yep. And 
build on what the previous movie had and you know built on venom and and eddie brock's relationship where it's like you know uh, eddie's trying to kind of contain venom because venom has certain needs to survive but he's you know kind of curbing that appetite with chocolate and chickens except for sunny and share except for sunny and share the chickens yeah in their house in their apartment yes and um you know, but Venom wants to go out there and, you know, like he like like he promised at the end of the first one, you can kill all the bad guys. Yeah. I let you do what you want with them, but now it's like, no, we can't because why? Because they're, they're on us. all that stuff that's happened is, you know, they yeah. kind of tri- figuring out. So we're trying yeah. trying to lay low. So, you know, it was, it was it was it was interesting back and forth with them. I was like, all right, we get it's to like see more couple, Venom. It's like an actual couple's relationship. Yeah. yeah, it's like two friends having it out, and then they just kind of. Hey, all right, cool. You do your thing. I'm gonna do my thing. <laughs> we even got the scene with Venom going to the club. I was like, yep. all right, that was. That's one of my favorite scenes, by the way. Yes, that's yes. hands down one of my favorite scenes. I'm like, I would watch. I said, this is like the what if show I would want from Sony, <laughs> like a one if episode. What if Venom went to the club? <laughs> yep. There you go. <laughs> and I got a live action version from it. It was cool. I said, this is great. I said, I want more of this and less of whatever else they're trying to do. <laughs> Right. It just it felt like they had fun with it that, you know, it didn't like they weren't like you said, they weren't trying to do what everybody else was doing. We have our universe here. We'll build on it. And, you know, I did want I did want a little more carnage, a little more. Yeah. But um, what Man. we got was cool. That that one scene, the breakout scene. And yeah. I was like, all right, that's cool. That's yeah. Cool. Woody Harrelson chewed up the scene like every yeah, like. I mean, he yes. chewed up that scene. Yes. Oh my God. He I mean, his part every well. scene. Uh, he, I'm like, bruh, he's just having fun. Because like, because the first one, I said, oh, Woody Harrelson. Like, I kind of had res- reservations about it, but I'm like, oh, all right. No, he not me. Like, nope. He's he going to. He's going to be like Christopher Walken size extra on this. <laughs> I, think, I think what it was just or Nick Cage. It. He's going to Nick Cage. He's going to get his own Cage rage going on. I think it was just to credit how he looked in that. In credit for the last one. I'm yeah. glad they fixed that for this one because that look was just. Wow. Oh, you mean his hair? You mean his yeah. hair? Yeah, his hair was terrible. Yeah. Terrible. Mm. Slightly yeah, better. Hairstylist didn't yeah. help much in this one. Or it the... was better than that. <laughs> it was better than that. Yeah. <laughs> but um, those yeah. clown that's for his wig back. <laughs> <laughs> or Krusty the clown for that man. Oh man. <laughs> hey, kid, wrong universe. <laughs> <laughs> Sideshow Bob. Yep. Pretty much. But um, so yeah, like I went in open minded, like I approach every movie, and like yep. through the ninety seven minutes, I was just yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, that's all I want. I want I want to make sure the time that I spend watching it is is worth. Dude, yeah. I knew somebody that was planning on going to see this in IMAX. Had to go see it. I go for what? Yeah, I'm like no. I said, dude, if this thing was available for me to rent on iTunes. That's how we would how we would be watching it. That's yeah. it for me. This movie is not IMAX worthy. Mm-hmm. Top Gun Maverick, IMAX worthy. Yeah, now, like I was gonna I was gonna watch it standard, but I I did the 3D specifically because it started early enough for me to watch yeah. before work. Okay. It didn't really add like I mean some of the symbiote activity, yeah. but I don't think it was made for 3D. I think it was more like yeah. a up up conversion for it, yeah. so it didn't really pop out like when I watched uh, Shang Chi. 
right. that seemed to be more like you had it in, had three D in mind. But um, but yeah, it didn't hurt it, didn't help it. It was just it was cool. <laughs> Do you think uh, Eddie Brock's TVs were Sony TVs? I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> it, I mean, if not, then that's a two thousand dollar TV. I'm like, I'm like, or, what no. TV costs two thousand dollars anymore? <laughs> like that's even that big of a TV. Probably not because they would have flashed the the symbol or something think, on it. Right? Yeah, they would have shown it. At least so his first not. one, his two thousand dollar TV probably wasn't, but I bet his new one was. I didn't pay attention to the box that was right next to the TV and uh, the detective going, "Nice TV," because I'm pretty sure it probably was. Yeah. Too easy not to product place. True. <laughs> I'm like, but that's what I was like. What TV costs two thousand dollars now? It would be a Sony or a Samsung, like something crazy. But it would have to be a giant TV, though. That t- neither one of those were that big. True. Right. I was looking at them like those are. That's like a five hundred dollar TV at best. Cause that looked like maybe like a like a fifty inch if even. Yeah, somewhere between forty five and fifty. It wasn't. It wasn't huge. It wasn't like no. a seventy eighty. Like, I was no. like, what year is this taking place in? <laughs> Where'd you buy that from? Did you buy it in the store or you get it off eBay right? from a scalper? <laughs> oh, Jesus, man, you got robbed on that. That's $2,000. Yes. Oh, bless. But no, I, I did enjoy it. But yeah, uh, York loved it. He he he, loved it. he had a great time with it. Fine for teens, fine for the even 10 year olds. I mean, it's. Because even the violence wasn't that violent, you know. Mm-hmm. It's not like bloodshed. I mean, it's Marvel violence, really, even though it's Sony, but it's. Comic yeah, there's no real blood. It's kind of it's not like what they if they bite someone's head off, there's like blood shooting out. You don't even see it happen most it's of the clean. time. It's clean. Yeah. It's clean kill. <laughs> uh, they did yeah. have they did they did use their one f bomb pretty pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I was like oh. that's true, but yeah, yeah. <sighs> we'll just see what happens in the. Moments to come. Bruh, yeah. The again, um, mid credit scene is kind of a big deal, so you want to catch that. We'll just say multiverse, and then we'll just go from there, and then that's it. And then yeah. I'll just make you want to stay and watch. It. I mean, it's hell. It's thirty second wait, really. Yeah. Uh, really like, wait that long. Like if I'll say, if anything, if you didn't like this movie, that will at least. Yes. Yeah. Have you say, oh, okay. That's worth it. Kind of like how New York was like, oh, I really <laughs> liked the first one. What was your favorite part? The end credit scene. I'm like, I don't think you really liked the first one then. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, not saying much for the movie then. If your favorite part's an add-on scene. Right. Uh, <laughs> all right, man. Uh, you're up. All right. So... <clears throat> I watched this off of a suggestion from one of our coworkers. It's on Netflix. It's called Intrusion. 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 Uh, so release date was September 22nd of this year. Also another sweet spot time of an hour and 32 minutes. Directed by Adam Salky. And starring Frida <clears throat> Pinto as Mira Parsons. You have Logan Mitchell green as henry parsons um synopsis here is a woman moves to a small town with her husband 
but is rattled when she is targeted for a home invasion. So you have this couple, the Parsons, and, you know, seemingly normal couple. And, you know, they're getting set to go on a date. And when they come back, they notice some muddy footprints in their in their home. But nothing's taken. No force entry or anything. And so, you know, she's still kind of rattled from it. But the husband seems to just shake it off and move on like it's nothing. They got this party where they have friends coming over that they're planning on planning for. And so, you know, she's kind of like, you know, everything that's happening. Should we even have this party? It's like, you know, we've been through, you know, things like this before and we've dealt with it, gotten over it. And having people over could help, you know. So she's reluctant about it. So, okay, we'll just go ahead and plan it. So they have another break in, but this time there's an actual confrontation. You have three people in the house and, you know, right now the husband's trying to get his wife out. He re- the thing about this, he doesn't like secrets, but his wife finds out that he's been hiding a gun in a plant in the hallway. Oh, so I was okay. like, OK, you don't like secrets, but eh, whatever. So she's making her escape. She gets to the car and one of the assailants, one of the invaders come out, have been shot and asked for help. It's like, why would you ask for help? And you just broke into my house. Right. But. You know, he gets taken out by the husband with his hidden gun. So there's a scene on Netflix that they use as a trailer, but it's really just a clip where they're giving a report on what happened. And it just so happens at the same time they have a a missing persons, missing girl. And the people that broke into the home are connected to that that case. Um, So of the of all those of all of the men that broke in, there's one person kind of clinging to life. And his survival is important to that, to the um, missing person case because, you know, they they're connected to it. And so she's like, well, we need to alert the family. Well, this is family. You know, they're related. Um, and so she's kind of taken aback by that. Um, husband's acting kind of weird. You yeah. know, he's. um taking late night trips to the store, leaving his wallet, not answering his phone. Just, you know, odd behavior from him. Yeah. Um, it's not, it's, this is a perfect Netflix movie. Yep. Um, it's okay. As far as some of the things that they show in this, um, let's see, um, the wife, she does some real. She she breaks laws basically. Okay. Um, breaking into people's house, even going as far as getting to the mail and till it's opening mail not addressed to her. You know, trying to do her own investigation of what's going on, and it's 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 kind of um. I don't know. It it was it's one of those movies. If you have people over, you'll be wondering like. Like, why are you doing that? Why are you doing this? You know, you're breaking the law, da da da. You know, kind of like that. Um, but it was for what it was. It was cool. Um, I don't know if I could suggest it, but if you got Netflix and you're doing other things, it'd be a good background movie. Um, yeah, I don't have much else to say about it. <laughs> okay. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Um. All right. So, 
Uh, speaking of Netflix, there we go. Hey, that's my segue. <laughs> um, I watched one that I was like, okay, I was like, yay, Miss Melissa McCarthy, new movie. Yay, I'm all for it. Um, until I remembered what it was about. Yeah. So I watched The Starling on Netflix, uh, starring Melissa McCarthy, Chris O'Dowd, Kevin Klein, Timothy Oliphant, uh, David Diggs uh, for a small role, and Loretta Devine, who, you know, in it only a few scenes, but is uh, really good in it. And uh, so basically after Lily, played by Melissa McCarthy, suffers a loss, a combative starlings takes nest before her quiet home. The feisty bird taunts and attacks the grief-stricken Lily. On her journey to expel the starling, she rediscovers her will to live and, and capacity for love. So I watched this last... When did I watch this? Last Saturday? Yeah, a week ago Saturday. Got up for everybody else, went downstairs. I'm like, all right, I'm going to put this on. And I was sitting in my grandfather's recliner. And I'm, the credits are starting. I'm already remembering. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot. This movie's about, you know, about a couple trying to wrestle with uh, grief and basically trying to accept it and go through the motions, you know, go through the processes of, you know, the different st- you know, stages of grief. As I As I sit in my grandfather's recliner, fully not processing having gone through the various stages and just kind of put it in the back and i just freaking started like crying (laughs) just sitting there and mind you the movie just started and we're talking like within i mean i finally got everything together within like the first five minutes but i was i was like oh my god what i get myself into first thing saturday morning (laughs) or sunday morning yeah first thing sunday morning i was like ugh. But, you know, once I got, you know, got got my composure and was watching the movie, the movie's good. It's not a comedy, even though Melissa McCarthy and Chris O'Dowd or, and Kevin Klein are all in it. This is not a comedy. Does it have some comedic moments? Yeah, there's a few. But basically, it's. I mean, it's listed on on IMDb as a comedy slash drama. A few comedic moments does a comedy does it not make <laughs> right um it is a drama but it's i don't want to say it's a feel good it's one of those you just watch and you just see how everything starts they she's going through the loss of a baby you know they lost their child and i it never really tells you why but it alludes to the di- the child died of sids sudden infant death syndrome and the husband played by chris o'dowd feels guilty for it because he slept in like he actually just finally got some sleep and woke up and the child was you know had passed so he takes a lot of self-guilt and checks into basically a facility to try and help get over his grief and everything and they have obviously she's never given up on him. Even though they're not together, she's never given up on him. And it's about him trying to reconcile with. Not 
basically for him to not give up on himself and see that no one see that others haven't given up on him and then basically coming back and kind of rekindling that bond that they had. Meanwhile, she's trying to go through all this and the grief counselor at the facility that her husband's at recommends her talking to someone and someone happens to be Kevin Klein's character, who's a veterinarian, who used to be like a, a psychiatrist and then went into veterinary school, I guess. This is now a veterinarian. So she, he's trying to, so she's trying to get advice from a vet about all of this, and then learns about this bird that's attacking her as she's trying to rebuild her garden. Mm-hmm. You know, first step of trying to get her life back to some kind of normalcy. And, um, you know, and try and spruce up the area and make something grow, you know, and it's cute. I mean, it's cute. It, it's very well done. The acting's great. I, I mean, most McCarthy can't, she could do comedy. She can do drama. She could do it all. Like I, I love her. I mean, she's a very good actress and she does extremely well in this. Chris O'Dowd, I absolutely love. He's a, very good character actor. Most people might know him from Bridesmaids as the police officer that keeps that kept pulling over Kristen Wiig. And uh, he's got some great shows that he's been in that I would definitely recommend watching. I love him to death. And uh, Timothy Olfant's in it for a couple of scenes playing the store manager at the place where she works. David Diggs plays like an orderly at the facility where Chris O'Dowd's at. So... Loretta Devine's another patient, and uh, no, it's it's a good movie. It's it's a little sad, but it's very well done. It's it's a moving, very touching. What other adjectives are said about movies like this? Yeah, it will leave you in tears. <laughs> Touch your heartstrings. It's very tender. I'm trying to think of all the different adjectives they would use in these kind of movies. Have you feeling <laughs> your feelings? Yes. <laughs> It would just get all up in your feels. Um, but no, I enjoyed it, though. I mean, it's definitely when you you have to be in the mood to watch this. You know, you have to be in the right headspace to yeah. watch this. Otherwise, you, you either either you won't enjoy it or you'll watch it and be like, why am I watching? You know, I'm not this. I, I'm not. My brain's not in a place where I can watch this. Okay. Um, but no, I'd, I'd recommend this for sure. Um, but you also have to kind of like these kind of movies too, though. I mean, I like Nicholas Sparks movies, so obviously I want to like something like this. Yeah. The only thing is, actually, it's surprising not a Nicholas Sparks movie because someone does die in it because someone always dies in Nicholas Sparks movie. Always. It's like a part of his formula. Anyway. Anyways, that's The Starling on Netflix. All right. <clears throat> Transitioning from Netflix to Prime Video, and I guess since this is October, it's kind of spooky nature. So um, <clears throat> this was released October 1st, which was Friday. It's called Black as Night, uh, another sweet spot time frame of an hour and 27 minutes, uh, directed by, I want to say it's Marit Ligo. Okay. And it's starring Asia Cooper as Shauna. It's, it's a lot of lot of act, 
lot of performers in this that I don't recognize except for one. Um, you have Fabrizia Guido plays her friend Pedro, and this one actor Keith David. It's, it's really the only actor that I that I recognize from anything. The Keith David, huh? Yes, the Keith oh, David. Okay. All right, playing then. Uh, Bobino, and you have Craig Tate. What about Bobby, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Bobino sounds like everything I tell Grayson. I'm the Bobino. <laughs> Good talk to your mom. She might be the Bobby, yes. Right. <laughs> you always think no. <laughs> The dead or no. Um, you see, Crick Tate plays Lefrac. I looked up, he was in 12 Years a Slave. I haven't seen that movie and a couple other projects that I hadn't watched, but um, uh, Mason Beauchamp plays Chris, Derek Roberts, Steven, Kenesha Thompson plays um, the, Derek Roberts and Kenesha Thompson plays the parents of Shauna, Steven, and Denise. So this is about a teenage girl with self-esteem issues that finds confidence in the most unlikely <clears throat> way by spending her summer battling vampires. Nice. That prey on New Orleans disenfranchised with the help of her best friend, plus um, a guy that she's, I guess, enamored with, that she's mm-hmm. pined for, and then uh, a peculiar rich girl. So, I guess this is kind of like a slight coming of age story because Shauna, you know, has kind of self-image issues. She's she's not really she's not dark skinned but she's not light. She's she her brother picks on her, calls her Wesley Snipes because her skin's about the same dark complexion as his. And and his pretty dark, huh? And his pretty dark though. That's what I'm saying. That's that, oh, okay. that's that's how the that's how the brother oh, okay. picks on her. Gotcha. So okay. like it's not like dark dark like yeah, midnight yeah. black dark, but right. it's a it's enough to where she's self conscious about it because yeah. a lot of the girls that get attention are lighter than she is uh, or gotcha. you know okay. Creole. <laughs> that's what. So the guy that she pines for, Chris, um, is popular with uh, you know girls that have a fairer complexion than she does. She doesn't have confidence in herself, but um, and she's dealing with the fact that her mom is heavily on drugs, doesn't live at home, yeah, and she lives in like a project complex where basically drug dealing happens, just yeah. low income, and um, she has her best friend Pedro, and they just you know just in high school. I'm not sure what the age is. I don't know if she's like junior, freshman, senior. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they have like a little speckle of social commentary here because this takes place a few years after Katrina. And um, so basically she goes to a party, has an embarrassing moment with Chris and does the thing you don't do is walk home by herself. and She gets attacked by a homeless vampire. At least that's how she describes him. And while he's biting her, this this car lights honks horn and, you know, he runs off. But the next morning, you know, she she goes home, cleans up, and she's worried about, okay, this, this is the vampire. She's kind of freaking out, not sure if that's what really happened. But she knows a little bit of lore of vampires, sunlight's not good. So she takes newspaper, covers up all the windows, and her dad comes home and is like, okay, who did all this stuff with the windows? And so he removes it, but nothing happens to her. 
So she's like, okay, what's going on? Did I or did I not get bitten by a vampire? You know? So I started thinking immediately, like, oh, man, Blade, you're a daywalker or something. You know, maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's what it is. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, she's freaked out about this. So, of course, she tells her best friend and she goes to check on her mom, who's all covered up in a blanket. And she just kind of sits up almost Undertaker style, just straight up stiff and whatnot and they come to find out mom's a vampire so you know she's like it's okay i got bit i'm good you know you'll be okay it'd be fine but she but mom freaks out uh curtain gets pulled away from the window and of course sunlight and boom and fuego <laughs> so it was kind of it was, it was like i you know, just imagine you know you know, your mom bursting flames, basically. So it becomes like a murder mystery. They don't know what happened. They don't know if somebody did it to her right. or self-inflicted, which, you know, I don't know. You know. Some people do crazy things. But she's on a mission, basically, to take out the vampires that turned her, her mom, you know, which kind of put her in that position. And, you know, the lore is you take out the master vampire, then everybody will turn back to normal. And, um... <laughs> I think it, it, it. I think it's attempt to be like Prime Video's um, yeah. Vampire in the Bronx type deal. Right. Doesn't yeah. quite stick the landing, but there's some moments in there that are funny. Um, story itself is pretty, pretty simple, straightforward, kind of predictable. Um, it's not bad. Like I was reading some reviews and they were just kind of going in on it, but it's a, it's a, it's kind of a cool horror thriller i don't think it's meant to be taken too serious it's just you know like we we're talking about earlier you know they were able to put the movie together so i don't know if i'd be able to do that you know um i kind of did have expectations based on the trailer but it's cool i mean it's, it's not it's not a terrible movie just don't go in with high expectations too high um it's a cool little spooky Thriller for the for the month of of uh, October. Okay. <clears throat> well, my last one will go back to Netflix briefly. <laughs> I set most of <laughs> My Little Pony: A New Generation on Netflix. Rated PG. I don't know why it's even rated PG, but okay. Hmm. An hour and 30 minutes. Yeah, I guess. Uh, hour, hour and 30 minutes. We didn't have one movie that was under two hours. I mean, that was over two hours this week. Uh, the Starling was at an hour and 47 minutes. Cool. It was longer than Venom. <laughs> I'm still tripping off the time. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Yeah. But it's perfect. It was perfect. Yeah. They... If they would have tried to make that two hours, they, that's where they would have screwed up, to be honest. Anyways, um, My Little Pony, A New Generation. Uh, after the time of the main six, Sunny, a younger Earth pony, and her new unicorn friend, Izzy, explore their world and strive to restore harmony to Equestria. Starring the voices of 
Vanessa Hudgens as Sunny Star Scout. Kamiko Glenn voices Izzy Moonbow. James Marston voices Hitch Trailblazer. Sophia Carson voices Pip Petals. Liza Koshi voices Zip Storm. Dr. Ken Jung voices Sprout. Elizabeth Perkins voices Phyllis. Jane Krakowski voices Queen Heaven. Phil Lamar uh, voices Alphabetal. Michael McKeon voices Argyle. And Tara Strong voices Twilight Sparkle. So on and so on and so on. Dude, even Heather Wagenkamp, as in Nancy from the original Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Wow. Voices. (laughs) Right? Dazzle Feather. Come on out. Join the fun. Will Frito voices uh, Sky Silver. Yeah. Like, seriously, it's like ridiculous amount of cast in this. Yeah. Voice acting. I mean, it's, yeah. It's huge. Um, So you may find this hard to believe, but I'm not a My Little Pony fan. Um, No way. I know. I mean, (laughs) that actually might be surprising to some people. I don't know. Um, But it is very colorful. It's very bright. I thought it was a TV series, but it's a whole-ass movie. (laughs) And an hour and 30 minutes of that, I'm like, okay. And so, yeah, it's basically these two ponies going on, and uh, they want to meet the print, you know, the the new soon to be new queen and the two princess ponies that can actually fly because they can't, and they'd like to find out what magic, you know, um, is used to help them fly because they want to fly also, especially since one of them's a unicorn, so. Anyways, it's cute from what I've seen. The voice acting's done well. Yeah. And it looks like a lot of fun. Grayson's been enjoying it quite a bit. So if you have someone that is, you know, what, probably anywhere between four and I would assume ten, they'll probably like this movie quite a bit. And it's on Netflix, so why not watch it? So True. So yeah. It's it's cute. It's cute. All right, trailers. We have Wolf. I do not believe it's an updated version of the Jack Nicholson, Michelle Pfeiffer movie from 1990, whatever. Yeah. Uh, High concept art house drama about a boy who believes he is a wolf. I don't think it's A24. Be a lot cooler if it was, I guess. Yeah, that is really some weird stuff. But some good weird stuff. Yep. <laughs> Unfortunately. It's, yeah. Uh, it was an official selection at the Toronto International Film Festival. So I wonder if it's the werewolf version of Let the Right One In. Anyways, starring George McKay as Jacob, Lily Rose Depp, so Johnny Depp's daughter, as Wildcat, Patty Considine as the zookeeper. Fiona O'Shea as German Shepherd. Okay. Um, yeah, it looks interesting. 
So that's supposed to be coming out on York's birthday, December 3rd, which is weird that it's December and not, you know, this no. one. But yeah. okay. Um, yep, 12 3 market calendars, I guess, for something different <laughs> this Christmas uh, season. Yep. Wolf. Next, we have The Harder They Fall coming to Netflix sometime. When an outlaw discovers his enemy is being released from prison, he reunites his gang to seek revenge in this western. Starring Black Superman himself, Idris Alba, as Rufus, Rufus Buck, Zazie Beetz as Stagecoach Mary, Regina King, Jonathan Majors, Keith Stanfield, Eddie Gathegi, uh, Delroy Window, Tate Fletcher, like all kinds of people. Dion Cole. <laughs> uh, yeah. Looks pretty good, doesn't it? For Western, even. So, and I know you posted it uh, sometime this week. And then we have um, Paul Thomas Anderson's new movie, uh, Licorice Pizza. Sounds disgusting to me, but <laughs> we are. Um, coming out uh, November 26th, so Thanksgiving time. The story of Elaine, Elena Kane and Gary Valentine growing up, running around, and going through the treacherous navigation of first love in the San Francisco Valley, or sorry, San Fernando Valley in 1973. Starring Bradley Cooper, Sean Penn, Skylar Gisondo, Maya Rudolph, John C. Riley, Emma Dumont. Mary Elizabeth Ellis, Tom Waits, uh, Benny Safdie, as in one half of the Safdie brothers, uh, Joseph Cross, Elena Haim, yeah. Can I see? Yeah. So, I'm always down for a PTA film. Then, then if you liked uh, Army of the Dead... You will then like this prequel movie. It's before there was Army of the Dead. Dieter had his own movie. Or had had his own. Is getting his own movie from uh, before that. So basically a prequel set before the events of Army of the Dead. Which focuses on German safecracker uh, Ludwig Dieter. Leading a group of aspiring thieves on a top secret heist during the early stages of the zombie apocalypse. Starring Matthias Schweikhofer as Ludwig Dieter, uh, Natalie um, Emanuel as Gwendolyn, Rubio Fee as Karina, Stuart Martin as Brad Brad Cage. God, that sounds like a... That isn't a movie name. I don't know what is. (laughs) And some others. Leading this heist film. So, there we go. That's our trailers for the week. Cool. Yeah, man. It's a good week for trailers. Um, And upcoming this week, the one I've been waiting on since pre-pandemic, James Bond's No Time Time to Die. 
Yes. I still need to watch the last one. That's the only one I've missed. Yeah, and seriously, the last one, there's only one. Because I rewatched it not too long ago or started to. I don't care. The one thing that drives me that is the most unbelievable as an entire James Bond movie is Danny Bautista getting into that exotic car. <laughs> I'm like, I was like, give me a fucking break. There's no way you're fitting it. How do, how are you getting into that? I would barely be able to get into that car. Good at the inside. But your, your, <laughs> your big ass, your big brawny ass is going to squeeze in that tiny little thing. Think thin, bro. Think thin. Right. Get you a big body it's, car. It's like this steering wheel is like up by his chin. It's like, it's like Mr. Incredible. <laughs> it is. It's what it is. It's ridiculous. I'm like, bro. I'm just laughing every time. Like, it's a very good car chase scene, but I'm laughing the entire way through it. Cause I'm like, this fool is not fitting in this tiny ass little car. <laughs> There's a reason why the rock is always driving a big ass truck. Right. And the fast, right. fast and furious films. His ass is not squeezing into a tiny ass little lane. He probably, tell, he, he probably tells me, look, no, that's not happening. Look yeah. at me. Look at that. Look at me. Look at that. Look, Just because look. I can wear baby oil in the ring does not mean y'all get to put baby oil on me to fit into this car. It's not right. how this is going to work. Right. <laughs> Give me the big ass truck. It'll be fine. Yeah. yeah. I'm looking forward to it also. Yeah, you know, I was Craig's last. last. Yeah. Yes. It'll be his last role. Last role is Bond. So. so I saw one article that mentioned that Henry Cavill, Henry Cavill might be. And they're running to replace him. He's too big. Like, I mean, you put him in a suit, he looks great in the suit. However, he's so damn broad shoulder from playing Superman and everything. And good those, yeah. I don't it's, see him as a spy. He's like, no, you're not he's sneaking too, by anybody. Bro, no. Nah. Yeah. Maybe maybe put him in a uh uh you know, a, a spy spoof movie or something, a comedy spy movie. Maybe. Yeah. But, spy. But spy two with Melissa McCarthy. There you go. But like, but yeah, I mean, that's like the same putting the rock as a serious spy. It's like, Oh, you gotta be able to get in and out without being recognized. Like exactly. He made that movie with Kevin Hart. It's like, you know, as a CIA agent, you know, it's general intelligence. He's like, he's like, he's like, he's like, Hey, you're a spy. Who are you hiding from? You stick right. Up. Exactly. Uh, just give it to Idris Elba and let's call it a day. Okay. Can we just do that, please? At least one movie. At least. Or even Jonathan Majors would be fine. I'd be okay with that, too. Yeah. He's British also. That would work. But, um, I'd rather have Idris, though. He is awfully dreamy. Yeah. I mean, he's just got the smooth. He's got the suaveness. Yeah, he's, he's, got, he's got it. He's Put him in a suit. Boom. Dunna, dunna, dunna. Yep. Oh my God. I think Questlove, dude, Questlove could do the music for it. Oh. There you go. See? <laughs> Done the third of the work for you. <laughs> your, your move. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Your move. And just uh, understand you're not going to make, you're never going to make everybody happy. You know, it's just a, have a good story. Hey, make Idris. You make Idris Bond. You make Daniel Kaluuya the villain. Also British. 
There you go. Boom. There Bro, go. we've done 60% of the work. <laughs> yep, now just get that script together, get that story going. Yep. We'll be the casting agents for it, all right? <laughs> we got the casting done. Y'all go Yeah. Y'all go do their, everything else that needs to be done. Exactly. All right, Jordan Peele, we got your Bond movie. <laughs> there you go. There Welcome you go. Mr. Peele. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh oh, uh something I forgot to mention when talking about Black as Night. Yeah. You know how in Blade when he used silver they they turned to like fiery dust? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here they literally explode into dust. Like just Dust wind dude. They'll <laughs> they'll scream out like this loud shriek and then Almost like confetti. Ah. Just dust. That's confetti. That now that would have been cool if they actually had some, some yeah. damn glitter. <laughs> oh, that would have been hilarious. Made hilarious. It nice. Cause it, you know, it's got some some little little moments. It, it had something there. It just did. They just didn't quite stick to landing. Yeah. Some yeah. of its parts and all that. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. All right, my friends. Well, I cannot wait for next week when we get to talk about Bond, because I am excited. Yes. This movie was originally supposed to come out two weeks before theaters closed last year. Second time. <laughs> yeah. I was so like, I get it. You know, I would, it, it, it was one of those selfish moments for me, which I didn't have very many of at all for 2020. Yeah. But seriously, I was so I'm like, y'all can hold on for two more weeks for me to go watch this movie and then close it down the rest of your fine, whatever. I'll get it. I'll get over it. But nah, I was so mad. I was like, mother. <laughs> and then they released literally everything else under the sun on streaming or to rent, you know, VOD or whatever. Yeah, I guess they Except really wanted this to be. Like in this and Fast 9, I'm like, the only two movies I wanted to see all year last year. Yeah. And I'm like, mother. <laughs> Had to hold off and wait. But, you know, pays off to be patient. Yeah, so far a lot of the movies are supposed to come out last year that came out this year have been been worth it. it. Shit, yeah. they have more than enough time to tweak it if it needed it. Right. Otherwise, leave it be. <laughs> you still turning out trash? We can't help you. Yeah. <laughs> like the, right. Like all the time that you've had, if you still, yeah. Mm. yeah, having that much time to hold on to something, it is kind of like, man, should we do this? Should we do that? Mm. You're taking a risk, but. Yeah. Everything's turned out pretty good. Oh, mercy. All right. Well, all coming to fruition. Yes. So far, we've gotten treats this October. Not too many, not any tricks yet. I guess we'll find out. True. Still, still early. Yep. That's very, very much true. Yes. Um, I will also be going to see because I took your to go see um, Venom. Told Grayson I would take her to go see the Adams Family too. So I will have that to talk about to report back with next episode. So a little teaser, I guess, for the next for the next step. Judge going by the fact that I did not really care for the first one, but she loved it. Neither did I. So. Now, if my daughter was still young, we probably would have been seeing that also. But now that she's kind of aged out a little bit, 
I'm waiting so, to hear your review. <laughs> exactly. York wants to watch The Shining. And I'm all for it. Yeah. Because it's really not, I mean, anything that would be gross or I'd be worried about him seeing from this movie, he has already seen in Ready Player One. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, so, everything. You want to see the everything. original or the new one that came out? The original or the new yeah, one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the I mean, my. I, my, sorry, I'm having a brain moment. Um, the new one that came out was Doctor Sleep, so that's oh sick. yeah, sorry. No, he ain't watching that shit. He ain't gonna be. Um, I know one no, thing. He's I'm, also not. He's not watching the Stephen Wright version. Although yeah. I don't think I could find it if I wanted to. But I hear the Stephen Wright versions. Not Stephen. Stephen Wright. Yeah, that's right. The guy from uh, Wings TV show. Um. I still think that's correct. Um, Stephen Weber. Stephen Wright's the comedian. I knew I'd get there. Yes. Stephen Weber. Anyway, but apparently the Stephen Weber version is the one that Stephen King actually likes. It's more accurate to the book than the Kubrick one that he cannot stand. Okay. Anyways, he wants to watch the Kubrick one. I'm like, I think he'll be bored, but I'll be happy to watch with him. Yeah. Because so, there's a lot of slow parts. In between the action, but I said, but if he wants to watch it, shit, I'll we'll watch it. You gonna? I said, <laughs> said sit down, boy, <laughs> sit down, son. Let me put this rug out real quick. Yeah, because uh, with Halloween, I am gonna put my uh, my uh, shining rug that I had in the old studio. I'm gonna put that out in the doorway. But I had to get all the tubs out of the doorway so I could lay it down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go figure. So, but yeah, yeah, we're going to, so we'll watch that at some point. I don't know when we have to find time for that. Good. Yep. Uh, I know one thing I'm disappointed myself by. They, they, they re-released the uh, original Transformers animated yeah. movie in theater. My plan was to went last sat Sunday to watch it. Oh I yeah. Forgot, I forgot all about it. And then I think it was Tuesday after our fresher. And I was like, I just don't feel like going. <laughs> and if, I, if, I, if I had remembered about it Sunday, I would have went. Because that would have been. Um, I mean, I know we didn't end up recording last week, but. Yeah. That was a uh, three o'clock that I wish I had went and caught because that would have been the only the second time I watched in the theater since the first time as a kid where I cried when Optimus died. It's the first movie to make me cry. So. On my well, you can't see because of the screen. On my birthday, mm-hmm. at at the mills, for sure at least. Um, I guess yeah, at several different places. At 7 p.m. on October 14th, the 35th anniversary of the movie Rad, as in the BMX racing game, is going to be showing at 7 p.m. Damn. I am probably going. I may take York. So I'm very excited about this. So, yes. And if you if you like me liked the movie Rad, please check out Two Dollar Late Fees episode where they interviewed Bill Allen who played Crew Jones. It's a very good episode, and he also has a book out talking about his Rad career. And I'm probably gonna actually order it after we get out get done recording because that just reminded me to go do that. Anyways, slight plug for them. 
but also I'm very excited because I want to go see that for the 35th anniversary. Yes. Yeah. Cool. So, or at least try to. That would be when I could take Grayson to go see if she really wanted to go, but I'm always going. And it's yeah. a Thursday, so I have both kids. So maybe that's what we go do for my birthday. We go watch that because there's no sporting event for any kid. So, yeah. There you go. There we go. All right, Brad. All right, my friend. I will talk to you next week. Yes, sir. Actually, I'll probably talk to you sooner, but. To everyone else, we will speak to y'all next week. Hope everyone has an amazing Rocktober and has a great weekend and a great week in general. And, uh, yeah, stay safe, everybody. Yes. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed our show and have a moment, please rate and review. It helps us out a lot. Also, recommend us to someone that enjoys movies or also has kids. You can find us on Twitter at PA Movie Podcast and on Instagram at Parental underscore advisory underscore movie underscore pod. Be sure to join our Facebook group, Parental Advisory Movie Podcast, and join in on the fun.